the Bible Study Podcast, episode 461. Today, the Bible Study Podcast concludes the study of the Gospel of Matthew. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. I apologize, the sound's going to be a little different today, but I brought an external microphone as I'm traveling here on 4th of July weekend, and it doesn't work with my computer, so I'm just using the simple earbuds. So, much to my surprise, we have come to the end of the Gospel of Matthew today, and I didn't see it coming, even though I should have. The Gospel of Matthew doesn't end as the story doesn't end with Matthew 27 with the crucifixion of Jesus. And it is important to us that it doesn't because if it ended there, we really wouldn't be talking about it. Because while Jesus came to die for our sins on Good Friday, the proof of the pudding, as it were, the reason why the disciples believe and spread the word about Jesus was because of Easter Sunday. We have to remember that on Good Friday, the disciples were scattered and afraid. Elsewhere, you learn in the Gospels that John stood at the feet of Jesus at the cross. The women were there, but all the other disciples were in hiding. And so Matthew 28 starts like this. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and, going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Don't be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, he has risen, just as he said, Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead, and he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. The interesting thing about the Easter story for me is it isn't the story that the disciples expected. It isn't the story that the women here expected. These are believers in Jesus. These are people who are connected to Jesus in some way or another. The other Mary, maybe Mary, the mother of Jesus, Mary of Magdalene, who is a woman who Jesus has cast out seven demons from. Their connections, personal connections to Jesus. And as they're going here on Easter Sunday, they're bringing with them spices because they're going to say their last goodbye. When Jesus was killed on Good Friday, it was just before the Sabbath. And so there wasn't a chance to anoint the body for burial because you couldn't do that kind of work. And so they've come on Sunday after the Sabbath, the first day of the week. Remember the Sabbath day, the last day of the week was Saturday. And that's the reason why a lot of calendars, our calendars, show the Sunday as the first day of the week, even though it's the day of rest for many of us, because the early Christians changed from worshiping. The early Christians, back when they were still Jewish, would worship on the Sabbath, and then they would also worship on the Lord's Day, this day, this special, special day to them. Because as they come to the tomb here, they're expecting to find a body. 
They're expecting to find death, and they're expecting to say goodbye. And they don't get what they expect. Neither do the guards, as there's this great earthquake, rock rolled away, angels appearing, messages of good news. And it doesn't just say that they're filled with joy, but they were afraid still. They really don't quite know what's going on. They're being told good news, but it's impossible news. It's difficult news. It's unexpected news. And so they do what they should do. They hurry away from the tomb. They run. They go run and tell the disciples. And on the way, they encounter Jesus. They encounter Jesus and they do what we should do when we encounter Jesus to fall at his feet and worship him. And they do so out of great, great joy. Unexpected, unbelievably great joy to see this Jesus again. And his message is, don't be afraid, but spread the news. True for us as well. That's what we're called to do, as we'll see later in this chapter. Don't be afraid and spread the news. But meanwhile, we have these poor guards who are lying like dead. And it says, while the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priests everything that had happened. When the chief priests had met with the elders and devised a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money, telling them, you are to say, his disciples came during the night and stole him away while we were asleep. If this report gets to the governor, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So the soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story has been widely circulated among the Jews to this very day. Now, the one trouble with this story is if you fall asleep on guard duty and you're a Roman guard, you're sentenced to death. And so it's a tough, tough sell to say we fell asleep on guard duty and this is what happened. And by the way, we know that his disciples came and stole them away even though we were asleep. I have a little trouble with that part of the story is how do you know who came and took the body if you were asleep? And if you weren't asleep, why didn't you stop them? But that's the story that they had to come up with. They, that's the story that they circulated. But the Gospel of Matthew, as I say, doesn't end even with the Easter story. It ends with this, the Great Commission. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. A couple of interesting things about this story, a very familiar commission, I would hope, the Great Commission, where we are told what to do, what to do next. Both the disciples are told and the church throughout eternity is told what to do next. Go and make disciples. Not just go and talk to people, but go and teach people and go and raise people up in the faith. As Jesus did, spend time with them and teach them and instruct them. It's interesting that the 11 disciples, remember Judas has killed himself, come to the mountain where Jesus told them they saw him, they worship him, just as the women did. And But Matthew includes, but some doubted. Some people there of the disciples had some issues. This is all kind of hard to believe. And I appreciate the honesty of Matthew's statement here, that really we, it took us a while to get it. One of the things that I think is interesting in the whole gospel account, especially if you compare it to contemporary historical accounts 
at the time, like Josephus's account of history, where he is the main character and by far the smartest person in the room, at least according to his own account. When the disciples reflect on this story of Jesus, to hear that Matthew has concluded here in Matthew 28, he tells it warts and all. He tells about Peter denying Jesus. And of course, in Matthew's version, we don't get Peter reinstated. We have to look to the other Gospels for that. And he tells us about disciples who say things that don't know what they're saying. And he tells us the disciples had doubts. Because he was there, he remembers the whole story, and he wants to give us an honest impression that this is not their story, this is Jesus' story first. And then it becomes their story. And it becomes their story as people who are not perfect, who God has chosen to use. Right, I think that's one of the reasons he includes that is so we can understand that these are regular, normal people who God has chosen to use in great ways. And that's important for us to understand because this commission is made to regular, normal people like us. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And, by the way, you're not alone. You won't be alone. I'll be with you to the end of the age. With that, we end the Bible study of the Gospel of Matthew. Next week, I'm not quite sure what we're going to do. There has been some request to go through the book of Proverbs. I have to take a look at that because I'm not sure how good a study will be on Proverbs or how good a job I can do on a study of Proverbs. But that's one thought. Or possibly get back to Psalms. If you have any suggestions or questions, send them to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. Or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Pinterest, or Instagram as Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. What do you do when the world around you is falling apart? It's amazing to me how many people are breathing air, they're going about their business and doing the things you're supposed to do. But if you really ask them, they know that on the inside, they are spiritually and emotionally and relationally dead. If we're not careful, all of us can experience that death. When what we need to do, even as the world around us is falling apart, we need to learn how to march when it would be easier to stay where we are and die. Join me each week on the March or Die show as we discuss that and so much more.